talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Hey there, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday and welcome to Fight Club. Welcome back, everyone. Liz. I know. It's going to be a fun show today. How would we not put on the show? I don't understand. I, 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 I was shocked, too. <laughs> Are you sure I haven't been? Oh, maybe she has. That's why we all feel like she's been here before. I know. I was going to say the same thing. I, I, don't, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I am now going to search the podcast for positive. <laughs> Me, too. Uh, and this is our chance to say how cool we are because this is episode number what 118. Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Okay. Sorry, well, Jay. No, you're you. good. It's actually fun to have some small talk in the beginning for once. <laughs> well, welcome back to Fight Club, everyone, the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. We are a team of self-employed industry experts, and we get to be joined this week by Liz Trotter. As we know, we we don't we think this is the first time Liz is joining us, which we're super excited about. So we get to kind of really break down everything in Liz's brain. But Liz, do you mind just giving our listeners a brief rundown of yourself and everything you got going on? Because I know there's quite a few things. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Liz Trotter. And uh, gosh, you know what? I always have just a ton of different things going on. I own Cleaning Profit Builders, and that's kind of where I'm putting all of my time right now. I um, I don't know. I've been doing that for probably about 10 years, but for the last two years, I've been putting all of my time there, and I haven't been doing much of anything else. Uh, I do have a cleaning company here in Olympia. And I also have some uh, real estate investments that we do. We have a few different real estate things. And then because of our real estate, I have like a construction company and a plumbing company and, you know, a <laughs> little companies, right, that just do work for us, basically. Um, I'm married and have been for a long time to my longtime love. And I have two grown kidlets and a grandbaby. So, ah. Oh no! And I only have one, so I think when you only have one, it's like it's even more special. I think I don't know. when I get two, I'll say the opposite. But <laughs> yeah, kind of me in a nutshell. Awesome. Well, I, I, I do have to say, Liz, it's not just like some real estate properties. Y'all have like a ton. I was looking at your body, like you guys are really like killing it in the real estate market there. Well, we go up and down and, and, you know, sometimes we'll buy a property, like we bought an apartment complex that had, you know, like 40, 40 doors. So that, that's like a chunk, you know, so that, like a few, maybe 40 deep duplexes or something. So. Uh, Denise says, Liz is the best coach ever. So we're already starting off the show with some awesome comments right now. So. Thank you for joining us, Denise. And I will kind of go ahead and start off our introduction. So thank you so much, Liz. We're excited to have you. Um, 
My name is Taylor Maroney. I actually co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. Um, my background really does come from marketing and graphic design. I love that world. It's really where I've lived my whole life. Um, and my passion is helping business owners understand those numbers. So understanding what a marketing campaign means when you're, you know, marketing managers are sending you these numbers that are very confusing and kind of look like another language. And then deciphering those to make sure you can make the best decisions for that next upcoming budget, next coming quarter, whatever you're starting to plan for. So super excited to be back with everyone this Tuesday morning and welcome to Pie Club. Awesome. Hi. My name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own a full service accounting firm called Likes Accounting Company and a window cleaning gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff, here in Northern California. And I'm so excited that Liz is on the show. Whether you've been here, I feel like you need to tell it. Have you been here before or do we all just hang out so no. much that we don't know? <laughs> I was just oh gosh, I, mean, I was like, wow. But you know, two years in, I'm so He's excited. She's a prankster. She's a prankster. Well, she, she, she made me look. Uh, <laughs> I love it. We're so happy to have you. Uh, it's fun to hang out on Fight Club. Hey there, Liz. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and Pink Collars takes care of phones and emails and all those admin tasks that you want to get rid of so we can help you in that way. And then I'm also the proud owner of a home service business. My husband and I have a Wise Coatings location here on the East Coast, and I am thrilled to talk to you about multiple things and spouses and all that good stuff. So welcome to Fight Club. Thank you. And I secretly sneaked on my vest because I'm oh, excited about <laughs> And uh, that's why you're like, I've never seen you wear that white shirt before. Well, it's part of our boot camp outfit. Uh, Is now the week. time that I say I'm really glad that you found your vest? No, don't tell Michelle. Oh, that. whoopsie. <laughs> Good time. Oh, okay, so uh, get back to business. I'm Martha Woodward, and I ran a maid service in a neighboring state for about 13 years. I co-founded Quality Driven Software, and like Liz, I like helping people build happier workplaces. So welcome to Fight Club, and I mean, Liz is my idol, too, because I learned so much from you, Liz, and uh, I, I can't be as fastidious as you are about some things but um <laughs> <laughs> you are the master of uh, talk systems michelle i know i'm this ready is the master of some systems especially people systems i do like people systems that's true i do i just feel like it makes everything so much easier yeah. when everything's on a system you know i just i don't like the chaos i can't handle yeah. that kind of right. chaos Right. And the system takes the subjectivity out of things. Especially yeah. with people, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I, it could be the Liz and Martha show and we could talk culture all day. But <laughs> I'm going to pass you today. I'm telling her, I'm just going to tell our listeners now, we're clearly a little punchy today. So just have fun with us. And I know Liz is going to have fun too. So I get to steal you first, Liz. And I'm super excited to talk about marketing. So 
it's a topic that everyone, of course, loves. It's the pretty side of business. It's the colors, it's the things of that sort. But what I want to talk about is, you know, you are the, you know, our systems kind of queen here next to Michelle. So I want to talk about a marketing system and why that's important. And I know I'm slightly stepping on Michelle's toes just a tiny, tiny bit, but I'm sorry. And okay. I love you. Let's but I think it's important to talk about because not only is a marketing system important and knowing what your quarterly, you know, annual plans look like, but it's also allowing you to set that budget as well and really allow you to know what type of spend you're putting towards and what is actually working for you at the end of the day and how to adjust that. So when you start working with your, um, your clients, you know, as a coach, yeah. what's really the first thing you approach with a marketing system for them? Uh, so what we do is a little bit different. We don't give people like stuff. We don't say, here's marketing system. Here's, here's this stuff. What we say is, who are you? What do you want to be? How do you want to do your thing? And here are a bunch of resources. Oh, I like this. You can go, here are some things that you can do, but here are the things that you need to know. You need to pay attention to this. Make sure that you do this. It's important that you do this. Don't do a whole lot of this. Don't do this. We give them more like some guidelines like that. And the things that we talk about are things like don't go crazy and spread your message everywhere. Pick, pick a place to start, right? Start, start somewhere and pick a message. Make sure that you have a theme. There's so much. I mean, you know, you're the queen of marketing, right? So, uh, there's so many different things that we do, but we basically just give them kind of a list of do, don't within who you want to be. I love this. I absolutely love this. And it's very important because it kind of ties into a few episodes ago where we talked a lot about your brand and why your brand is important. And this is really what you're coaching on, right? You're, you're coaching them to know who they are, to choose and really go with that direction yep. of who they are. And then not just, you know, blanket the market with it. You know, you need to find what works, right? You need to work and test and trial and error and get to those things that work. Now there are tried and true things that do work. We all know Google AdWords is a good place to get immediate leads. If you are in a position that you need leads to come in, Google AdWords is a great spot for that not seo though i mean that's an area that if a lot of people get confused about seo is really a long-term investment for a business owner and that's where we need to make sure that if you are a new and you're kind of trying to figure out the do's and the don'ts as you know liz is talking about right now you need leads do ads if you don't need leads and you want to spread your brand seo will work for you and you can get leads in eventually but it's not going to be immediately so i love that we're talking about do's and don'ts because i think that's something that in marketing, we don't talk enough about. A lot of times you go to a marketing company and they really want to help you build the brand, right? And build the company. But sometimes it gets a little confusing for a business owner. They don't necessarily know the exact details. So I want to talk about marketing that you love now. Um, is there anything that you've loved over the years that you've done that's maybe unique, maybe a little bit different that has really turned out to be a great marketing venture for you? You know what? Marketing is my big weakness. I am, it totally is. I mean, it's, it's okay. I, knows me knows it's, it's my big weakness. So what I do is I hire smart people. 
(laughs) That's what you need to do. Yes. (laughs) And I'm a big believer in do what you're really, really good at and don't waste your time doing what you're not good at. Pay someone else to do that. Get, Get that off your plate as quickly as possible. And I am not good at marketing. So the number one thing that I've done is hire other smart people to to do things for me um i've done a few fun or and i don't even think of it as me i'm doing it right my marketing people have done a few fun things for us over the years um but i think the the main thing is (laughs) i just don't do it i do (laughs) do it Uh, um yeah, that's that's kind of my big advice. Don't do what you're not good at. And I mean, that's, I am not. That's honestly, we're talking about delegation, which Michelle loves to talk about. So I'll let her handle that section <laughs> later. But that is important. I mean, if you know, not everyone's built for marketing. I'm not built for sales. The four of us joke about it all the time. I'm not a salesperson, so I know to make sure my husband handles the sales because that's not what I'm built for. I'm built for colors. I'm built for happiness. I'm built for fun. Not that sales isn't happy and fun, but for me, it's just not the right fit. So that delegation is super important and it keeps the stress levels down, I'm sure. How does that, for you, I mean, it allows you to focus on the things that matter and allows you to make sure that your stress levels are not overwhelmed by marketing things that really aren't something you enjoy doing. So I actually really appreciate the honesty. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm just not good at it and I can't even fake it. So, you know, there's just, uh, it's just not something I know. So this is what I like to do with marketing. I do kind of have an idea of things that I like, but it's kind of like, I really know like the pictures that I like when I go to the museum, but yes, my hand right. can't do that. My <laughs> hand cannot make that picture, but I can say, here's what I like. And so that's what I do. Uh, I like to say, these are my colors that I really like. This is kind of what we stand for. This is what I want to be known for. This is what's important to me. This is what I really care about. And I need my marketing people to get that message out. For me, that's, that's what matters. Do people think of me the way I want them to think of me? And if they don't, you're not doing a good job. And if they do, you're doing a good job. I love this. So to sum up really quick, um, not only is Liz really emphasizing hard to make sure that you know who you are and you know your brand, but she's also making sure that you delegate if needed. And then from there, when you do delegate, what Liz was just talking about is a brand identity. So she's talking about building that brand identity and being able to hand that off to your marketing team and say, this is who we are. I need you to stay in these guidelines and I need you to produce work that fits into these guidelines. So that is very important when you are working with a marketing company. And I will stress that forever. It doesn't have to be some crazy graph design brand guide. You can pull colors from Pinterest and you can pull photos and examples from online of things that you've seen from maybe other companies or ideas that really fit within your marketing identity and then be able to give that to your team. So brand identity is super important and building kind of that storyboard, right? Or your kind of vision board of that brand really can help your marketing team put a full picture around who you are as a company. So I appreciate your time, Liz. And I'm super excited we got to chat today, but I'm going to go ahead and pass you off to Megan for some finances. Hey, I have to say one thing about Liz and marketing. 
yeah. I was in a mastermind group with Liz where we do retreats in person retreats. And I remember her saying, you guys, I suck at marketing. I can't do marketing. I'm a, and then, <coughs> and then throughout the mastermind, she go, Oh, we do this. Oh, we do this. And I I realized, I'm good at it. <laughs> You're way better than you give yourself credit she's for. She's good at delegating and she knows what they do and she can report back to you on it, which is important. <laughs> Doesn't stress herself out about it, Martha. <laughs> I also feel like for like cleaning profit builders, you've built kind of an army of raving fans. Like, yeah. I feel like I hear what you're doing from the people that you're doing it with. Like, right. and, and Denise was in here and she's like testimonials. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I got a little grumpy because I saw Liz a couple weeks ago. I was like, are you coming to California? And I didn't even know you were coming to California, but all of her people told me Liz is coming to California. So <laughs> I, I think that's so, that's so cool. Um, and actually I want to talk about you coming to California uh, for our finance section. Can we? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So I love talking about planning, like future planning, like goal setting yeah, now. Yeah. Now, like I like to do it. September. Jeff and I usually meet like the third week in September. And that's when we start to like line out what we're going to do for next year. Because what we've noticed is if we wait till November, December, well, November's okay. December, you're like busy in holiday season. You're, yeah. You don't have your work brain on. You're trying to like hustle to get the end of the year stuff in together. And, and I hate it when you start January one, it's kind of like a diet. Like, I feel like I always start a diet on a Monday. Like I can't start a on a Monday afternoon or on a Tuesday. Like I got to start it on a Monday. And I feel this way about goal setting. Like I got to start it January one. And if you don't have your ducks in order, then you don't start it. And then you start the whole year off on a weird foot and you don't know where you're going. So you, I think, agree with that. And you're, you're doing something early. You're doing goal setting early. And I love, I love seeing your dates because I was like, yeah, Liz knows what's up. Like do it before the holidays, do it before the year ends, do it like, do it with a fresh brain. Like don't yeah. under pressure. So, you know what, Megan, I like what you were talking about. I also like to start in September. So I am pushing the people in my circles in September. Listen, y'all, we've got to start. It's time. But there are some things that happen for other people that they can't wrap their head around the idea of it's not even the fourth quarter yet. I like need to put pressure on the fourth quarter before I can begin thinking about the, the new year. And people just get stressy in this time <laughs> of year. They're like, no, you can't be talking about Halloween yet. You can't be talking about Thanksgiving. You can't be talking about Christmas. You can't be talking about 2023, right? So it's a little touchy when I'm talking about it. I can with people that I know well, but other people get a little pushback about it. I also got a little pushback with, or not pushback, but a little bit of, uh, let, let's say it this way. I was working with Arxy, right? And we're going to work together and sort of create sort of something coming out of the convention, but they thought it was too early. That's October. That's mid-October. So I was like, all right, well, I guess what I'll do instead is we'll take <laughs> out of convention. We'll tell people while you're at convention, grab all your great ideas, all your excellent stuff, but you can't start working on all that stuff today. You can get on it all on what? October 14th, the day after it ends, which is what everybody does. And then they do 2% and they drop the other 98%. So instead, we're going to be pushing at convention 
collecting all your information, bringing it to us the beginning of November. I keep looking at my big wall calendar I have over here. <laughs> well, I think you have two, right? You've got one in California and you have one in Seattle? Yeah, they're different though. The one in California oh. is goal setting workshop and the one in Seattle is an employee life cycle workshop. Love it. Ooh, Love yeah. it. Okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to put a pin in that one and we'll let Martha talk to you about employees. Um, but let's talk about goal setting cuz I've seen some of your goal setting templates. I've seen like, you know, from your members like, okay, so Liz did this thing and let's let's talk about it. So let's Tell us your ideas and strategies. I love that we get to talk about goal setting early on Fight Club. And these the people listening to us right now are our people. So if we tell them we should be doing it now, they will, they will just listen and nod, I hope. And if you are not listening and nodding, uh, you should be because it's you're going to get stuck in the chaos, right? And you're going to get stuck in the wanting to close Q4 and you're going to get stuck in all the family stuff. And we want you to be able to enjoy that. But we also really want to set you up for success next year because... I had, I don't know, I feel like I've been in good company. 2022, we did a lot of planning and it did not play out the way I thought it was going to play out. Like, I think my plans for the beginning of the year, like, I'm excited to talk about 2023, given what I know now. I'm like, okay, let's try again. Like, new plan, guys. So tell us a little bit about your strategies for goal setting and um, what you've got set up for that California workshop, who should be there. Yeah, share with sure. us. So, Megan, you spoke to something that's really, really important uh, that people that kind of stops people a lot of times. They don't want to set the goals this far in advance because they know that they don't know stuff and, mm. and they feel un uncertain and un unre not ready. And they feel like I'm just going to have to change them anyway because they won't be right if they start now. <gasps> but that's the fallacy. The correct thing is to get it all out there. Get it on paper. Make your guess. The better you start guessing, the more practice you get at guessing, the better you get at guessing correctly. Mm -hmm. But you got to guess. You got to start. You got to plan. You got to make that plan. So the one of the very first things that we do is get people to the place of eliminate all of the how or the yeah the hows. Mm -hmm. So let's come up with what we really want, what we really care about, what we're really passionate about, about the why of your your goal what is it that you really just want if everything else worked out beautifully and let's start there and that's kind of where we start and we we work through the different areas of of your business we do a little tiny bit of life planning because if you don't have a, a decent life you're going to struggle with business right so we do just the tiniest bit of, of life planning, and then we hit the different areas of goal planning. Our plan, how we do it is... Right, wait, I'm going to pause you. I want to come back to that because I think you're about to get to something really good. But I can't I'll forget, and you just skimmed over two really important things. Okay. So the first thing is, and I love to start here too, we are all self-employed, and hopefully we've built businesses that serve us and serve our family. Yeah. And I love this idea of starting there, the why, like, what is the goal? I usually start with the family budget and every client that I start working with, I say, how much does the family need yeah. to survive? Yeah. And like, let's start with the survival number, then let's build backwards and then let's build in discipline so that we can give you more than the bare minimum of what you need. But like, that is our, that is, we can't go below that. We got to start there. Yeah. So we start with the family budget. 
then we add in a cushion, then we build in discipline. And all the people that work with me, I say, okay, and the, the cushion you don't get to touch except for quarterly. Like that is not something you get to count on. And I'm going to surprise you with how much it is. Like you don't <laughs> even to know what the amount is until the quarter ends. Uh, we just did this October 1st. And Jeff's always like, he literally, I was cooking in the kitchen. He like, held up his phone and said, why is there so much money in the bank account? Like he was freaking out. And I was like, because we did our distributions. And he's like, really? There's that much? I was like, every quarter the man gets surprised. Like, why is there so much money in the bank account? I'm like, because uh, it's in the quarter, sweetie. I've been hiding it from you. Uh, so I love this idea. And then the second idea is um, the guessing. This is my favorite part about goal setting. Yeah. Is it's a guess. It's totally yeah. imaginary. It is absolutely pie in the sky. Just you know, spaghetti on the wall. I was going to say bullshit because you get to choose whatever you want. Like, I love this part as a CPA, like everything we do that's reactive, like everything that we do that already happened has to be exact. But when we do planning into the future, we get to actually dream. Like you get to guess and it's, and Liz, you're right. Like the more you guess, the better you get at guessing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the better you get at guessing, the better you dream. Like that is a skill that you have to hone. How do you dream big? How do you think big? How do you get outside the box? So I love, you just said both of those gold nuggets and I had to like reiterate them, but now you were just about to go into the actual how of the goal setting. So you're like, yeah, so you and that, that's you kind of it. We, we do that, then we go to the, the big picture and we have a kind of a spreadsheet that you're just gonna kind of build. Um, we start with the numbers. And just because numbers are so easy, right? And we can measure them and it's just so much easier than some of the other stuff. So we have a spreadsheet and we do it exactly like you said, Megan, we start with, what do you need? What do you have to have? What, what, what's the bare minimum? Let's start there and let's start building in what you want. In 2023, what do we want? What do you, what is like the, the goal there? Uh, hence goal planning. And then we break that stuff down from the year, down to the quarter, down to the month. And then- uh, Do you go further than 2023? Like, do you make them dream like three years out or five years out? And then do you work backwards to the one year? Or how do you, what's your, I, I know there's different schools of thought about so that. We do. We just talk about that though. We don't actually put anything in writing except for the one year. It's only a two day goal setting plan, right? Thing. So workshop. And so we can't, we, we can't do everything. Uh, it would be nice. If you could spend a week doing goal planning, which is what like I do, I like to spend a good week. And actually it's been, it's more than a week actually. Um, Cause I talk with my husband on some stuff. I talk with some business partners in different areas. So uh, yeah, we got two days. So we do talk big, but we bring it down to what we're going to actually plan in this workshop is your 2023. What are you going to do in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter? And what are you going to do by month? And that's tricky for people. It takes a little bit of work because they get stuck in the, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. You don't have to know. We're going to help you. And there's a lot of research out there about the, the value of, I call it guessing, right? It's, it's not really called guessing. It's vision, you know, creating uh what is it called i can't remember planning setting calling your shot i i read think and grow rich and i think that book which is so funny it's like from the 1930s but it is a completely timeless piece by napoleon hill and it it really made me think like why am i not thinking bigger i was a person that couldn't see past a year 
And I was like, what's the point? I mean, I'm just going to plan one year at a time. Otherwise, it's overwhelming. And it really like pushed you. You're like, no, you need to think about what is your life work going to be? And then you need to engineer it so that you're doing that on a regular basis. So I like this idea of setting up a roadmap for uh, we were in a group called Breakthrough Academy and Breakthrough Academy had us do the year and then the quarters, but then it had us do the weeks. And so we said, what are we going to do every week for the entire year mm. before January 1st started? Wow. And you don't, you don't necessarily do it every week, but it is really cool to have it like frameworked <laughs> out, right? You're like, well, what should yeah. I do this week? Jeff, I, I say Jeff wakes up every day. Like, what should I do today? It's like Groundhog. <laughs> and I'm like, well, have you looked at your MVP lately? I think you should do that. Go do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Um, anything else you want to share about, like, how about the feeling? Have you done this before, the goal-setting workshop? Uh -huh. I've done, this is, I think, our fourth goal-setting workshop. Okay. And uh, I really, I, I really love it. People always walk away, like, feeling powerful, feeling in control, feeling like, okay, I can crush this year. And, you know, you, you got to have that mindset. You got to have that passion because if you just start living your year, you're not going to get where you want to go. You're just going to be a, a little bit further than where you are now. You're just going to meander around, right? Yeah. So I really love that, that passion that people get from all workshops, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> know that every time you go the goal setting i feel like is like a particularly fun one um and then if you've done it four times have you, noticed, have you noticed the role like what happens when they call their shot what happens when they do the framework like uh talk about yeah. that like that that success like and we fail but i feel like even when i fail after a goal setting i'm still mm -hmm. significantly better off than had i not set any goals right like i i shot for the moon and i still picked up several stars so how we teach it is just a little bit different. You never fail. There is no failure with the way that we do it. It's, that's not a thing. That's not actually how goal setting works. The process of the planning and the setting, that's the win right mm. there. That's where the win is. You've done it. 97% of the population never does that. You've done that. You are already a winner. Now, we're just going to manipulate these numbers as we go. We're not expecting that you guess it right the first time. Do you think anybody knew that COVID was going to hit? <laughs> right? Does that make everybody say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to do any more goal planning ever because like something like COVID could happen. No. You set your goals and you manipulate things and you maneuver things based on real world circumstances. When January hits and you've got all your numbers, you look at February and you're like, huh, I might have missed that just a little bit. I'm going to change this idea just a little bit and I'm going to move toward this. We don't change our numbers and shift our numbers that often, right, for the goal. But sometimes you have to. Uh, I know a lot of people that didn't hit their goals in 2020. And I know a lot of people that overshot their goals in 2020. So... Yeah. I love that. That's a really, the, the win is the process. The That's win right. is win the planning. Process. And with that, I feel like I need to pass it to Michelle because she loves to talk about processes and systems. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to do that. Thank you, Liz. Yeah, I, I love this. A, before we move on, if you have a link, I'd love to get that in the chat. Um, okay. I you do. Just in the private chat, uh, Denise put the dates, uh, November 5th and 6th uh, in California, in Northern California. 
just give it to you or stick it in private chat? Okay, so I feel like, Liz, while you're finding that link, you and I are spirit animals. We have like 17 things in common. Uh, Olympia, we have in common. My entire family is from there. We love real estate. Um, we love construction and plumbing, and we're married, and we have kids. So I don't know where to start because all of those things actually take a system. But I want to talk about how you divested your portfolio. A lot of people in business are have real estate, right? We share that too. How did you decide as a system to help your family business and your family budget? How did you decide to go into plumbing and construction? Tell us how you made that shift because a lot of home service business owners might want to do that, but they're a little bit nervous. They don't know that industry. Tell me how you did that. <laughs> so my answer is probably going to be a little bit different. Okay. Uh, so what happened with us is we got into real estate first. And because we were getting into real estate, we were getting some really great opportunities, but on some really, really terrible properties. Okay. <laughs> like ridiculously terrible. So if you buy this horrible property for $23,000, mm -hmm. right, and basically raise it, then you okay. are going to be able to start fresh and you're going to have, you know, a, a $200,000 property. I was like, okay, fine. Let's okay. do that. And so we started in with that. Um, and we decided, my, so my brother is the one that had a construction company. And he's like, hey, let's do this. We need partners. We need help. Let's do some stuff. We're like, okay, sounds fun. So my brother had a construction company. And we are now going to start not just buying properties, but now we're going to start flipping them or just refurbing them. We just didn't even know what we were going to do. But it was really hard, as everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, hiring. Right? I can't and, imagine. And hiring a whole bunch of independent contractors. So we just sort of went all in. We had zero properties. And one year later, we had 40. Wow. So we went out. All, yeah, <laughs> all in. That's why I had a lot of people were like, I didn't even know you did real estate. Y'all, either did I. <laughs> <laughs> so take me from the mindset of a recurring product, right? Cleaning is recurring yeah. and real estate really is recurring. Tell me how you systematized these one-off businesses like a plumbing company or construction company. It's one project. How did you take your sort of recurring brain and focus them on this kind of business for getting them up to speed. Have you used some of the same systems between the two? Uh, kind of, but really in the beginning, it was just, I didn't even remember that any of this stuff was related. It was like, I, I don't, I like alliteration, but I don't usually use that word. It's like a poop okay. show. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It was, it was just arms and feet of flailing. <laughs> and quickly we recognized we don't know what the heck we're doing. We don't, we don't know how to, we need plumbers. We need electricians. And so we were hiring plumbers and electricians and we were hiring all of these people and we didn't have enough control over them. Yeah. And I was used to having control over the people that worked for me, sure. having employees. Sure. And so that's what happened. It was like, we just need to have a plumbing company. We yeah. just need to, start a plumbing company and hire employees for the plumbing company that will work for us. 
then it's easy. We know what hours they work. Oh, it'll just be easier. And that's what happened. We we're just, okay, let's just start a plumbing company. Let's start an electrician, an electrical company. Let's start a, what else do we have? So we have construction, electrical, plumbing. And plumbing. Okay. We have one more. Wow. HVAC maybe? Roofing? No. No. Gutters? Who knows? I don't know. Drywall? Um, <laughs> tile? Okay, so... So, okay, so now that you've now that you've come around the bend, right? It's probably not complete chaos now. Tell me how you look back. <laughs> Maybe a little, okay, a little. Tell me how you look back. And now, are you applying any of those systems from your cleaning company that's very well established? Are you painting any of those into these businesses now, um, from the owner's perspective? Not as many as I would have thought. Really? So, yeah, not as many as I would have thought. Um, so one thing about the cleaning company that is different is the people that are attracted to cleaning work. First off, they don't come to us licensed. Um, it's a different type of person that comes sure. to us. We're paying a different wage. Uh, their expectations are different, etc. cetera. Uh, like with the, when we're hiring professionals, people who mm -hmm. come to us, as professionals in their own right, they come with an expectation of, they have their own set of expectations. And it's a much wider set than the people who come, who were coming to the cleaning company. And so while we do a lot of the same stuff, it's as far as the systems, Sure. You have to you have to onboard people. You have to, you know, make sure that they are trained, that they understand your way of doing things. You know, all of those things are kind of the same. The details are very different. Yeah. And, OK. And then the burning question that I can hear people asking is, how do you now free up your time so that you can do things like cleaning business profits and do this coaching methodology? How are you doing that day to day running of the company? Do you have a GM and do they oversee everything or do you have separate people in each division? Tell us how that breaks down a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I have a GM over at my cleaning company, so I don't do anything anymore. I have, and then we have, okay, so this is funny. My <laughs> husband is our project manager. So he wow, handles okay. all of the projects and for all of the, um, for all of the different properties. Oh, and we have a property management company. That's what it was. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Very really important, right? Yeah. And so, um, so he manages that and he handles the property management. So he's in charge of property management. Love so it. he works more than I do, obviously. Uh, so he does all of that stuff. He manages that. And then we do have a GM. And then we have um, our regular office people that help us with billing and finance. And we have the property management company. So everybody works in the same office. And oh, wow. run okay, all the different arms of of the company. Beautiful. And there's multiple companies. It's not one, right? It's so because it's sure. companies. And there's also many real estate companies. So I think we have six or maybe seven different real estate companies. Wow. So that's kind of how that works. And I know no one's supposed to ask who your favorite baby is, but people are probably wondering, do you have a favorite business? Now that you've kind of gotten a little bit of freedom, yeah. can you look back at one or the other and say, wow, I really enjoy this one? Or are they all equal? 
<laughs> I love cleaning profit builders. Oh, yay. I love it. It's my favorite. That's why I do it, right? I'm, I'm retirement age. I can do what I want now. And so this is what I choose to do. I had kind of planned in my retired years to do some coaching and now I'm doing it. So I love it. I love it. That's a perfect segue to hand you off to Martha. Thank you so much, Liz. I appreciate it. <laughs> Man, this whole time I'm like, oh yeah, let's talk about that. Then let's talk about that. We could talk forever, but Michelle really led us into good segue on what I decided that we talk about. Um, but I do want to say when she asked you if you had a favorite baby <laughs> as far as business, I want to say that that's something that you taught me. And I think it's an important thing to say is I remember once, I don't know if it's just you and I talking or as a group, but I remember you saying, of course I have favorite employees. And then <laughs> I remember thinking, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that. And it was, long time ago because i've certainly changed my mind and uh a lot of that's due to you but it, you know you you um went on to explain of course i have favorites because i you know have expectations set up blah, 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 blah. and you know you just talked about that not everybody performs the same and I certainly am not using the right words um, that you said, but I, that was eye opening to me. Um, we can talk about that, but the thing I wanted to talk to you about in honor of uh, admin boot camp that we're doing next week is how do you make your admins feel appreciated and I want you to give some advice to our listeners on when they can't seem to find the right admin. I mean, this is a huge topic. I know. Yeah. But let's assume they hired correctly. Let's assume that they have somebody capable of doing the job, but they continually have some turnover in that position. Let's kind of how would you break that down and help them get to the core of the problem? So the first thing I'd look at is yourself. Are you are you the problem? If you are continuous, if you know you're hiring good people and they keep turning over, it's you. Mm -hmm. I love when it's me. That is my favorite thing. I know how to fix me better than anybody else. It's just easier. If I got to fix you, darn, that's, that's so hard for me. But <laughs> me, I, I'm in. I can try that. So the first thing is figure out if it's you. And chances are good that it is, right, if you keep pushing people away. Uh, the first thing that I look at is do I, am I ready? Am I ready to give up these tasks and these things? Because maybe I'm thinking I'm ready, but now I'm micromanaging. I keep pulling things back. Maybe I'm going in and I'm undermining. Maybe I'm not ready to just give over the job. If that's not it, you are ready and you are giving over the job, but they're dropping the ball. Then I, I have something that I use in all of my businesses. It's called Matter, Meaning, Measure and Autonomy. And that's what I apply to everything. 
So people need to feel like they matter. People need to believe that there is meaning in the work that they're doing, that there's something bigger for them out there in the world, that there is a, they need to be able to see the measure and know whether or not they're doing a good job or a bad job or where do they fall. And they need to have some autonomy. And they need to be able to do it their way to a certain degree. They don't need to do everything their way, right? It's my company, you gotta do it my way. But you gotta do my things with a little bit of your twist and your your excitement and your enthusiasm and your personality and what you care about, your values. So that's what I'd be looking for is how are you going to give the people those four things? And there are lots of different ways to do it. We could literally talk for an entire day yes place to do that um but that's that's what i'd recommend for people is look for those four start with matter because if people don't go ahead martha i'm sorry no you go right ahead beautiful beautiful um i i think that first and foremost if people don't feel like they matter to you to the business to 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 the to everyone to someone then that's not the place for them. They're going to have to feel like that. Yeah. Um, because of Michelle, I think she has made, she's made it more aware for our group how hard of a job an admin's job is. I mean, I mean, I knew it before, but I don't think, I don't think I really appreciated it until I was with a group of admins and they were talking amongst themselves and it was pretty eye opening to hear and, you know, to step back and think it is true. You know, I mean, they carry the weight of the company on their shoulders at many times and, and feel pretty isolated. Um, you know, we joke about at the end of admin boot camp, like they were all hugging each other and crying. And we kind of were first looking at each other like, what's going on here? But it was it was so apparent how kind of stranded on an island that they feel and many times just don't get that support and and how much they matter. And um, so if you could give people some quick tips on how they could start, because we saw this question yesterday in a group, it was geared towards text, but it was like, how do you make people know they matter? So let's talk geared towards the admin. All right. So the first thing that I want to talk about is, so I have um, these strategic success circles and I have one that is for managers specifically. Mm -hmm. It's called success for managers. And these people are the admins of the company. And so I have kind of an insider view mm -hmm. into what they care about every single day, what mm -hmm. they care about, what they pay attention to, what they listen to, what they talk about. And here's what I'm hearing from them. This is not, from me this is from them they want to hear from their boss that they're doing something well not that they're doing a good job they don't want to hear they're doing a good job they hate that you're doing a good job nope they hate hearing that that's so frustrating what they want to hear is 
hey, I love the way you did blah, 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 whatever mm -hmm. that is. That's the first thing that they want to hear. The second thing is they want you to ask their opinion. You want to make somebody feel like they matter? Ask them what they think. Ask mm -hmm. them what they care about. What do they think about this product problem? What do they think you should do about this situation? What is their perspective? And listen to them. Doesn't mean that you have to do everything that they say, right. right? Not everybody has the best of ideas all the time. I don't. Nobody else does either. But you need to listen, consider it, have a chat about it. That makes a huge difference. So the reason why I've said two things right now, the reason why matter is so hard <laughs> is it can almost feel like you're not saying anything. Like, yeah, but what can I do? Right. Like, there are a lot of people right now that are hearing this thinking, yeah, but I don't understand. What can I do? Yeah. Right. All right. right. All right. And so it's tricky. So most of what you are doing to make people feel like they matter is soft stuff. Because yeah. remember, it is a feeling. And how you make people feel important, feel like they matter to you is you give them time. Mm -hmm. so people can't feel like they matter with no time at all. So it doesn't have to be a ton of time, but it has to be very focused. It has to be very about you. So within that time, you can talk about work. You can talk about them. You can talk about your stuff. There are lots of things that you can talk about. Making people feel like they matter is about building a relationship. And this is the tricky part for people. Because ah, do I want to build relationships when I'm in my business? I kind of want to keep personal, separate. I'm not saying that you have to go out to eat with these people, go out to dinner. I'm not saying any of that. I've never done any of those things with any of the people in my, my companies, not on a personal level ever. But I still want to know about their life. What's important to them? What do they care about? And I'm going to care about that too. I'm going to find a way to care about what they care about. Number one way to make people feel like they matter is to care about what they care about. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that was very profound in that um, when you said people are going to be hearing this and they're going to be like, yeah, what do I do? Because I've seen the same thing yeah. and it's, um, you know, it's just pausing and then being intentional, you know, um, I just feel like, but it maybe maybe the problem is that people are afraid to feel kind of touchy feely about it. I yeah. don't, you know, and yeah. that I can't, but we all know saying, oh man, you're awesome is totally different than saying, you know, the thing that I really love about you is blah, 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 blah. You know, that, that is such a different feeling for the person receiving it than man, you're awesome, you know, cause that's just lip service. Um, so I think you hit it right on the head and you always do. I mean, really, I feel like you were the person that taught me about being intentional you know i re i'll never forget you talking about <laughs> now i didn't ever do it i could never that just didn't fit for me um but 
you know, I was able to, to take it in and twist it for myself. But I remember you talking about your tracker that you make and you probably still do. Yeah. You have your admins have on their desk and they had like tally notes and they had to, you know, they had to say something intentional to each yeah. tech that week. And they, they had to, you know, track it and uh, with a tally mark. And I remember coming back, I think Janice was office manager at the time. And I remember coming back going, okay, well, I don't know about this whole tally sheet thing, <laughs> but we're going to find a way. And uh, anyway, but that was gold. It was, and it was simple, but it was gold. And so, but I think you're just the, for whatever reason, with your background, with all the books you read, but you are the best. And you guys, Liz can break you down in a minute. And uh, like, as in, it's a good thing, Liz. I'm like, <laughs> but you can, you can be with somebody and then go, well, you know, I, I think this about you. And I mean, basically you'll sum up a person and wow. what they value and what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you'll just look at Liz going, because I remember you told me, um, I don't like to be a bother. I remember you said that to me. And yeah. I remember thinking about that and thinking, now, how would she get that? And uh, anyway, that's just an example of Liz and how insightful she is. But that's what's made you such a good coach and um, among them, lots well, of things. You but liz is my buddy we we like to do all the desserts and all of that right liz that's so true <laughs> so true more desserts more <laughs> oh, man. all right well i'm looking at the time and i i'm going to get the hook from michelle but we could go on and on and uh it's been a real pleasure i mean i'm you can tell we're all happy, happy to have you on today. Um, I'm going to pass it back to you, Tay, and awesome. let you wrap us up. You got it. Well, right now we're about to go to our segment for homework. So if this is the first time you're joining our show, if this is the first time listening to us, then this is the most important section to us outside of our guest. We want you to put into action what you listen to today. So all these amazing things that Liz talked about with all of our individual sections, we're going to assign you some homework for that, but we only want you to choose one. So choose one that spoke to you, one that made your heart sing, and make sure to execute that during this next week. We do have an accountability group that you can join and be able to ask us for any help on the homework, but that is going to be um, just kind of the breakdown on how homework works. So as far as marketing homework goes, I am going to ask you to make kind of a um, almost like a vision uh, board, but not necessarily vision, but just like a fun. I think of like an old school, like when you used to like cut things out of magazines to like make your like vision board of whatever you were working on. I want you to do that for your company. I want you to like physically cut some stuff out if you can, maybe print some stuff offline. 
put it on a whiteboard, like tape it to something and just start to create this vision of who your brand is so you can physically see it. I think that's something that we've lost when it comes to marketing is like getting the hands on with that vision and that brand. So really kind of work to cut that out, put it together, place it somewhere and then work on it with your team, work on it with everyone in the office as to who you are and who you want to be. Cause you want this to be someone, something as you know, everyone was talking about today, that's very inclusive and including the team and including everyone in the office. So that's going to be your marketing homework today. We're going to take it a little kind of old school and do some fun clipping and cutting. <laughs> I love that. I have two girlfriends and we are actually doing vision boards, like the high school ones with magazines. They're uh, so good. <laughs> such nerds. We like bought a course, like how do you do a vision board? Like, uh, oh, me too. <laughs> did you? Okay. Um, and because I like, I feel like, Je and we're making our husbands come, I feel like, this is an exercise that like we all need to do is be for us, we transition, we're transitioning into a weird phase of life this year. And so I was like, we need a vision. What is our plan? <laughs> and we hit our BHAG last year. So I feel like in business, we've definitely been floating, but I don't think I can do a business one until I do a personal one. So I love that. I'm going to just type that into this uh, chat and I'm jealous because I, I want to do your homework, but I have to do the personal one first, I think uh, for, finance homework, I'm going to say you need to start goal setting for 2023. Uh, it's time to start thinking about what do you want to do next year? What do you want to do differently? And Liz gave us a great framework. So she said, forget the how. Nobody cares about the how. We're guessing right now. Start with the why. Uh, start big. You know, start with like, what do you want to, what, what's the kind of pie in the sky goal for last year, for next year? and then work backwards. And if you need help with this week's homework, I sign up for Liz's workshop. Her workshops are always amazing. I actually met you, Liz, at a workshop at a QDS conference. We, um, You were doing a train the trainer course and we changed our flights, we changed our hotel. I was like, we need this course. And um, I remember we didn't know a single person and everybody looked at us so funny. They were like, who are these people? They thought Jeff was in lawn care because he was wearing a flannel. And um, she blew our minds, like from day one, such a great first impression. Um, there's no fluff in Liz's workshops. Like you actually get it done. And I love that. So your, your finance homework, as a reminder, is to start setting your financial goals for 2023. And uh, if you need help, sign up for the workshop. I'll drop the link again. Um, yeah, perfect. Awesome. And Liz, your systems homework this week is to follow your checklist on the four things for your team. And I love that. Do they matter? Number one, what is the meaning of their job at your business? Right. And, and explain that to them. How can you measure that? And then do you give them autonomy? So the one through four, I'm going to list. And I just want everybody to kind of scrub through their company this week and see if they're hitting those high points with their team, because it's really going to make a difference. So that's your systems homework. And your people homework is, I want you to stop saying the fluff. I don't know a better way to say that. So I want you to stop I was like, saying. I just said the fluff, Martha, wait for calling me out. Now I get it. You didn't mean me. Sorry. I'm not I'm kidding. I just said that like two seconds ago. I, I didn't even get that. And I didn't even plan what I was saying. So there you go. But. What I mean is stop saying, and I absolutely can be guilty of this. Stop saying, oh man, you're awesome. Or, oh, you do such a great job. Or, you know, the fluff. You need 
to stop yourself when you're about to say that and then add context to it because it's the context that's going to resonate and make it feel real and make it matter. So anyway, that's your homework from me. And that's pretty easy homework. Um, Liz. Okay. So I have a piece of homework as well. So you heard me mention matter, meaning, measure and autonomy. And my homework is to think about these things in terms of yourself. How do you make yourself feel like you matter? Mm. What, what's the meaning for you in your world and in what you do? How do you measure your own success? What's your personal measure? And how do you bring yourself, your vision, your care, your core value, mm. who you are to what you do? How do you bring that? How do you bring the autonomy? That's it. Man, I need that. Yeah, can you? I like it. it. Can you do a workshop on that? And can we all yeah. please? Yeah, we <laughs> need to bring here. Great. And uh, we can do vision boards while we're at it. That would be great. That'd <laughs> be fun. I'll let you know what it is. Okay. Yeah. I think we all, as entrepreneurs, there's many of us that have that imposter syndrome and the, you know, no. And Liz is very good at all of that. Well, and it's e if we have this dialed in, it's easier to translate that onto others. It's easier yep. to like extract it from others. It's easier to relate to others. Uh, that's that's some that's probably the best homework I've heard in a long time, Liz. Good yeah, job. That's great. Very uh, good. Now help now help us do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we have any other announcements, Martha? Before I go to quote and close this out. I don't think so, other than we officially closed registration for admin boot camp on Friday. And then yesterday we were all chatting together and we're like, oh, we just got a new student. Got a new and student like, came in. Yeah, just <laughs> limped in. So Wait, I guess I'd say. And, and after we saw that new student, we have one spot left. We do actually, yep. Yeah, there's one, there's one seat left. There were a couple people that had to reschedule. Um, actually, two people That's had true. to reschedule, so we have one spot left. And so, I don't know if anybody else has been like on the fence about it. You can just slide right in. Get yeah. in there. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, next, it's next Thursday and Friday, Nashville, Tennessee, Admin Bootcamp Adventure, all inclusive experience. Uh, Martha and Tay had like multiple secret meetings yesterday about the experience <laughs> part. Did. Um, we're going to give them a taste of Nashville and we're going to give them the VIP treatment. There may or may not be surprises at the airport. There may or not be surprises at the Airbnb. The food menu is shaping up nicely. And Martha's now like, stop talking. You're giving it all. This would be all over this. Can you just stand up and twirl real quick? Yeah, for the listeners, I'm sorry, but this is our admin bootcamp adventure vest, although it's missing her front patch and maybe her back patch. And Martha is our director of fun. Oh, that's perfect. director of fun. That's Love it. Yep. And I'm all ready. <laughs> awesome. Well, Liz, if anyone does want to get into contact with you and wants to chat further, maybe in regards to some of the things you discussed today, what would be the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Uh, probably my email. It's Liz at cleaningprofitbuilders.com. Love it. 
And we always end with a quote, Liz, and I liked this one for today. And it is, a good coach can change a game, but a great coach can change a life. And it feels to me like you're out there changing lives. And I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you. And everybody have an awesome day. We will see you all next week uh, for another episode of Fight Club. Everybody keep fighting out there. Thank Go you fight. so much, everyone. <laughs> see you next Thanks so much. Okay, bye. See ya. <laughs> Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.